Welcome to A Spoonful of Podcast, where we dive into the magic of Disney destinations, searching for a great big beautiful tomorrow. Broadcasting from the backside of water. Hello, everybody, and welcome to A Spoonful of Podcast. I am your host, Evan Dickens, here with my Waka Waka co-host, Brian Galloway. Hey, Evan. What's up today? Did, did you... You know what that's from, right? Waka Waka? Waka Waka? No, I have The no Muppets. It's, uh, oh, it's, it's Fozzie, uh, the bear. Fozzie Bear? Yeah, okay. he says Waka Waka. All the time. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no. Just, yeah, I didn't. I didn't come in with the. That got past me. That I got didn't... past me. These these dad joke things. Even though I'm a dad, those things get past me. <laughs> I didn't come in with a funk reference this time, so I really threw you off. Um, but anyways, that that will a little bit tie into today's topic because we're going to be talking about the oldest attractions on Walt Disney World property, and maybe just talking a little bit about if we like them, we don't like them, if. We think that was a good thing that they were there, or a, a bad thing, or I don't know. So, Brian, what are your thoughts on kind of this topic? And and well, well see, I think the, the the thing about this is a lot of people, you know, so here we we talk a lot about new stuff all the time. We talk, hey, this is new, that's new, and and we love to talk about the new things because everybody wants to see the new things. But another great thing about you know being a Walt Disney fan and Disney World is the fact that. Um, there's a lot of nostalgia there, and there's a, a you know a decent percentage of the Disney files that, that we know are are fans of the nostalgia. So they like to know the history, they like to know what's there. So I think this episode here is basically to talk about, hey, what are the oldest things? What are the ones that have been around the longest, and for what reason? And let's see, you know, do they still have the charm that they that they once had? Yeah, I mean, so let's do it. Let's go into an examination of all the four parks and. Uh, talk about the oldest attractions and, you know, maybe some of our feelings about it. Let's let's get nostalgic on this episode. So what park do you want to start at? Let's start, you know, let's let's go right for the, let's go in the order of the parks. So let's go okay. to Magic Kingdom. Let's go to Magic Kingdom. Okay, that sounds great. So we know that on opening day of Magic Kingdom, we have a lot of attractions, right? So I'm just going to list all the attractions that were there on opening day really quick um bullet form and then we can talk about some that maybe stick out that are a little bit different and are maybe earlier so the opening day attractions on october the 1st 1971 country bear jamboree dapper dance still the best dumbo the flying elephant fantasy in the sky fireworks the frontier shooting arcade the hall of presidents the haunted mansion it's a small world jungle cruise mad tea party and then it says Magic Kingdom Afternoon Parade and an Evening Parade, Magic Kingdom Fireworks. Uh, then it's it's listing like Main Entrance, Main Street Vehicles, Peter Pan's Flight, Prince Charming Regal Carousel, Snow White Scary Adventures, Swiss Family Treehouse, Tomorrowland Speedway, the Walt Disney World Railroad, and Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room. So those are all of the opening day featurettes or attractions or things of note 
that were at Walt Disney World in 1971 on the day they opened. And However, the, the funny thing is, because the, the riverboat came the day after. So the riverboat was not open on the first day, Yeah, which, yeah. Is, which is an amazing thing. But it wasn't ready, and they had the brush. And, and, you know, and everybody knows the stories about opening day that, you know, the paint wasn't dry and some yep. of the, some of the asphalt wasn't dry and people were getting their, their, uh, shoes stuck in it and everything. Yeah. Yeah. They were trying to hit that date. Right. And then I think, of course it keeps going from, from there, but like electric water pageant came in October 24th. And so it just keeps on going from there. Things to open, but, uh, let's talk about although all of those opened on October the 1st, 1971, there are three in particular that happened to stand out because they're actually the oldest, even though all of those open on opening day, there are three that are older. So Brian, do you want to share a little bit about maybe? Well, let's see. So, so the greatest thing about, you know, Walt Disney and the history of, of, of Walt Disney world is Walt Disney himself was, was sanctioned by the world's fair to put together some attractions. Right. And the things he put together were far and above beyond anything that, that they had at that World's Fair. So they were like the most amazing things. And obviously, um, the Carousel of Progress, you know, it was something that no one had ever seen animatronics before. They had, sure. no, no one knew what that was. Um, it, you know, it was shocking. Now, obviously, we're, you know, we'll, we'll jump, we can jump over it. We're not talking about Disneyland, but um, the, you know, the Abe Lincoln animatronic was also there. And that was, that was just totally amazing. Right. And it was, again, it just baffled people. And, and lastly, the um, it's a small world was there, which, yeah. which is another amazing thing in, in a lot of ways too, that, you know, how it was done and, and transported, but the, you got to think about these things, folks, that these have been around since the sixties in one way or another, and they still work. It's, it's amazing. And the, and at the time when they were put together, there was nothing, nothing, nothing available like that. There, it, it used to baffle people, and here we are today. We're we're so used to it because it happens all the time. Yeah, and so I heard the rumor that actually how they got Small World to Walt Disney World was they just channeled out and used the local river system to just get the boats all the way from the World's Fair to Walt Disney World. They just floated them right all the way there, Play, playing that bad song the whole way. <laughs> Holding dolls. Um, okay, so you got Carousel Progress and you have It's a Small World that were at the 1964 World's Fair and were transported eventually to Walt Disney World. So Brian mentioned Disneyland. That's actually where Carousel of Progress started or went to in 1967 after the World's Fair. And then in 1973, it was transported to Walt Disney World. So even though it was there on opening day again, it's one of the older ones. So is It's a Small World. But the oldest attraction on all of property, should we say it now or wait till the end? Go ahead and say it. Okay, okay. I was going to try to get some suspense in there. But okay, so we have the Prince Charming Regal Carousel. So this was actually not built by Disney. It was built in the year 1917. And then Walt Disney Company eventually bought the carousel, refurbished it, and had it there at Magic Kingdom on opening day. So that is amazing that this carousel that's still there was built, wow, in 1917. That's in, incredible. Over 100 years of, of time that this has been there, obviously going through refurbishments and repaints and stuff like that. But it's so cool to get on that such of a, a nostalgic attraction. 
And there are some inside the Hall of Presidents, with that, which at that time didn't have as many presidents as it does today. So, that, you know, that's that's an interesting ride because it's grown. Um, it, it gets it gets bigger every. It never gets smaller; it always gets bigger because they keep adding presidents. But there there are artifacts in that hall in the Hall of Presidents from, I think, the 1700s. So there's even stuff wow. like that exists too. Yeah. That that is available on these, and they were there then, and they're there now. Um, but it keeps growing. Yeah, absolutely. So, Magic Kingdom, obviously opening day it was the biggest deal right it was the it was the place and they they wanted it to be the places and the vacation destination they wanted it to be the vacation kingdom of the united states that was their hope and they wanted you to go there and spend several days um so that's why i think the most attractions were there at opening day so anything else on magic kingdom no all i all i can say is um there's there's certain you know people miss a lot of rides um I'm looking through this list of of the nostalgic rides. Um, I don't miss. There's nothing I really miss. Well, you know, obviously the railroad, because you can go on a lot of these things. You, you you're never going to not. So again, Country Bear Jamboree is still there. Yeah, Dapper Dan's are there most of the time. Right. The, most of these things are there, and if they're not there, they're at Disneyland. Yeah. So you do one good thing about the nostalgia is they haven't messed with these in any way or fashion. They're they're right. available somewhere. Yeah. And I do love that about that because that that is if you if you if you're really into that and you want to go see them. Now, can I tell you what is what has really held up where the, where it's still like a you know a, an A ticket or E ticket ride? I'm sorry, I don't think uh, maybe Hall of Man- Haunted Mansion. It's probably yeah. one. And Jungle Cruise is really popular. Jungle too. Cruise is pretty popular. Yes, yeah, they've been a movie over it. So I would say those two have pretty much held up as far as popularity. Peter Pan. Yeah, I, I still never understand why there's such a big line there. I don't but either. It is, um, but that is, but it is pretty crazy. So that is, but it's great. I love it. Yeah, we, we can move on now. But that, I think that's great. It's, it's. Uh, if you like nostalgia, this is the place to go. So let's go um, on to the next part, which is our actually the best park in existence. No, it, it, it really is. It's uh, Brian and I's favorite parks. So that's Epcot, and Epcot is the next park to open on the tier of things. And so there were. There were several opening day attractions for Epcot, but a lot of it was more pavilion based uh, for Epcot, which is understandable because that's a major part of the whole park, right? So you have the Canada, Canada, France, Germany, uh, the, of course, the Imagination Pavilion. You have Italy, Japan, Mexico, Norway, Canada, United Kingdom. I think that was all of them that were there on opening day. But you do have a few quote-unquote attractions that were there i have a few on my list brian i'm interested to see what you put because you could really count some of these as attractions or some of the i guess i guess an attraction is a ride or a show or a feature or anything like that right it's anything but a restaurant or a store yeah 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 okay so one of them is my favorite i'll say one let you you go for one but the american adventure so of course the american pavilion was there the American Adventure is by far one of the best shows on property. Uh, just the ingenuity of it. You have an animatronic that actually walks upstairs. Uh, it was Maybe it's Ben Franklin that does that. And then you have an animatronic that actually lassos a rope. I think that's John Wayne that's doing that. Uh, it's just amazing. The, the kind of the creativity that went into this 
attraction and what it is is a show. I know Brian and I went there last time. I try to go there every trip because it just, if you need to feel a little patriotism, just go there uh, because it'll just, it'll get you right in the feels. And, and we say that the uh, the song Golden Dream should be our national anthem. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's an amazing they song. should play it at sporting events too. Yeah, um, it would it would it would be great on sporting events because people yeah. complain that that one would be great. I don't know why they don't do it, but they should. Yeah, they should. So American Adventure, that's that's so one. Imagination Pavilion was was is big. Um, and the yeah. thing is, the thing about it is, it's gone through three incantations, at least three, since it started. Um, and it's still there. I I have to say. Is it as good as it once was? No, it's not. It's yeah. not. It, it's nowhere near what it used to be. And right. I hope it, it's sad how how cool it was at that time versus today. But yeah. um, you know, I hope hope hopefully it is. But Figment is still very popular. So Figment still got its place. Obviously, people. We talked about the buckets recently. Um, but right. Um, right. But you know, it's still there, and and I and I like it. So it was it was one of the original. Again, there weren't that many attractions opening day. Right. So you do have the land pavilion. So you do get living with the land that was there on opening day. And actually all of the fruits and vegetables are still there that were there on opening day. I'm just kidding. But they actually use a lot of the, the fruits and vegetables in local restaurants. I know Garden Grill, all of the vegetables used in Garden Grill are used from the land pavilion. And I'm sure they use them in other places around Epcot. But that is, and I hopefully that's still the case. That's what they've used to kind of quote unquote market Garden Grill. But I know... They have said that they have used all the vegetables from the land or living with the land ride uh, at Garden Grill. And I'm sure they use them at other places throughout Epcot as well. But living with the land is a great nostalgic little boat ride. And it's one of those you can go on and relax, just kind of, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's fun as long as you don't jump off and try to get anything. Yeah, well, you know something in the original land pavilion had, there was a lot of other shows in there too. Um I, I there I mean there were shows it was there were more things to do it wasn't just those those right now obviously it wasn't it definitely wasn't um Soren but there were there were there were really cool things to see at that time and you know sometimes I do miss those because it really kind of it, everything was food related or um something to do with with farming um and so a lot of people that weren't interested in that they didn't like it that much but I thought it was very cool. So I wish it was. I kind of nostalgic wise. I wish we could go back and see some of these things. Yeah, but yeah. I wish they would do like a because um, VR is becoming so big. So that would be really cool if they like the Imagineers did a couple VR features where they would, you know, whether bring back Kitchen Cabaret or Horizons or some of these shows that you could kind of watching VR that would be so cool if they could do that especially for fans like me that never experienced a lot of those classic Epcot attractions that people knew and loved I would love to be able to somewhat experience them without just going and looking up a old grainy you know film of it on yeah film of somebody on their super 8 camera took yeah and that's a problem but it was Land Pavilion was actually at that time was probably the most active pavilion if I remember correctly um, because there was a lot to do there yeah, absolutely. And so, uh, lastly, you have Spaceship Earth. So Spaceship Earth was there. Um, of course, the big golf ball, as people call it. <laughs> but yeah, Spaceship Earth and, and its iterations, and it's gone through you know different narrators and stuff like that. And there's been obviously improvements and refurbishments and stuff like that. But it's still a great 
attraction. And I cannot get over how amazing that mural is when you're walking into space. It's amazing. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's totally amazing. Yeah. I, I, that's a print that I, I want. I've, I've just, every time I think about it, I'm doing something like recording a podcast <laughs> and I don't think about getting like a print ordered for, of that mural, but I love it. It's so cool. Now there were, there were movie like, like Canada, there Oh Canada had the movie, yep. the original version. Again, there's been many incantations of that. Um, China had, um, and, and China had a movie and also France had the movie. So there were, if yep. you say attractions, there were three other, right. three movies to go see. So right. you could actually, you know, you weren't eating or buying. Um, that was, that was a big thing. And, and I think people at first, when they got to Epcot, they were like, what is this place? You know, there's, there's really not a lot to do. Um, there's a lot to do and see, but when people were looking for rides, you know, they hear it there, they go, Hey, I'm at, well, this, I'm at Magic Kingdom. I'm coming over to Epcot, and there's three rides, you yeah. know, and and that was different. Now, what we can say is, in the next couple of years, there's a ton of rides coming through. There will be a lot, you know. You'll see, yeah, you know, the, the Living Seas. I mean, Living coming, Seas yeah. had a had a different ride than there is today. Um, Maelstrom comes, Body Wars, the um, Horizons, and it was like all that stuff comes. So there's yeah. in a matter of years, there's a ton. So there was a lot underway so when when it was when it went live and i do remember believe it or not i um i was there pretty early in the it, when they when they came when it came there was so much under construction at first oh yeah um, you, so you want you were like wonder what's going on over there oh, yeah yeah and so they were they knocked stuff off like every year from for a good stretch there was something new all the time it was it was pretty cool yeah but it took you know looking at the dates here it took two years until something else was added. So the Morocco Pavilion was added on September 7th, 1984, which is, you know, almost two years after opening day. So for a while there, you did have the original attractions without anything else. And I'm sure, obviously, Imagineering was planning, constructing, doing all this stuff. But uh, you're right. It took a while for things to come along. But then Epcot started becoming... Epcot has been in so many iterations of all kinds of different stuff including having Barbie and Ken dolls there and just all kind of just interesting um, acrobats and just just interesting things that you would never have thought about. We'll have to do a whole show to talk. We've done a whole show about Epcot and the past, present, future a little bit, but we can maybe one day talk about the more obscure things of Epcot that has occurred just because it was such a interesting park because you had corporate sponsors from the outside. You had outside influences in the park. So it was you know, trying to be made into different things and different themes as well. So that's what made it so different, I think. But uh, in what it is today and what it's becoming, it's still definitely my favorite park. There's something just beautiful about the park itself and the countries and yes, even harmonious and just the, uh, the new lights on Spaceship Earth. I know we're talking nostalgic here, but there's just something even with the newness and the additions and like, uh, you know, connections eatery that huge mural in there i mean this it's just something that's still making this feel nostalgic even though these new things are coming along so i applaud the imagineers for keeping that theme of nostalgia in place even with new stuff so as far as the pavilions go Amer the, the uh, american pavilions kind of stayed the same they changed the restaurant france pavilion is taken out a big rebirth France, oh, yeah, for France sure. pavilion really wasn't, it was okay. It, it you know, had a good restaurant and people, people liked the restaurant, but it really didn't have a ton to offer besides a good ice cream shop. Um, it is blown up. 
Um, Germany, Germany Pavilion's about the same as it always has been. Um, Italy, I it's about the same. Maybe the re, they had one new restaurant. Japan Pavilion's added a restaurant and 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 actually enhanced itself a little bit. Um, Mexico Pavilion about the same as it always has been. Norway Pavilion, though, I have to say, okay, I skip United Kingdom. United Kingdom is actually about the same as it was, but Norway Pavilion has got has gone has a change. I'm not going to tell you if it's a change for the better or worse. Yeah. Um. I I don't like originally you had Maelstrom and and okay it was replaced by Frozen. I, I I'm kind of saying that's a wash. I don't really I don't people complain and moan about that. It's not a big deal. Maelstrom was great. Frozen ride's pretty good. It's 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 a popular ride, and it, you know what? It, it's it's done very well. So I'm not going to say that. But the rest of the pavilion is not the same as it used to be. And I think we we've lost something there by putting in the meet and greets. We we got rid of some of the exhibits. There was a really really cool Viking exhibit inside that one big big room there at the beginning of the of the pavilion. And now it's kind of a meager one. It's not even as cool as it used to be. Um, and the stores are are not as they were really cool. They were big and they had more stuff in there. And there was a lot of, a lot of good history of, of Norway in there. That is not there at the point. So I think of any of the pavilions where I think is, yes, it's, it's enhanced for IP because we had to get the frozen in there. But um, I also feel that they, they sacrificed a little bit too. Yeah. That's and I was, my opinion. yeah. And I was never there to ride Maelstrom. So I'm not really sure what that was like comparable to frozen. Um, but I enjoy Frozen. Of course, all the kids enjoy Frozen. So, But here's a trivia question for you, Brian. Let's see if you know this. What is the largest, or if you don't, then take a guess at what is the largest pavilion in the World Showcase in terms of square footage? What would you guess? I'm, I'm going to say Japan. Incorrect. It is actually the American the American Pavilion, Pavilion. real? Oh, because they're including the they oh they include the the, the um concert hall, okay. And the American Adventure that actually the whole American Pavilion takes up four acres. That's, that's pretty. That's pretty wild. That's, that's pretty good. large. I'm glad. Yeah. There you go. So um, there you go. little little tidbit to take home there. Yeah, because Japan goes way back. Japan um, does go back. Yeah. Okay. So and Italy to, goes back too. Yeah, Italy goes back, even though there's nothing there. Because it's it's, a, it's Italy yeah. has a lot of wasted space. Remember that imagination. It does. Italy it has does. a lot of wasted space. Okay, it does. And and France is a little confusing to me. It's got a lot of quote unquote storefronts, and it kind of you know how it kind of winds to go back to the bakery. You have to pass the ice cream shop on the left. There's a little shop on the right that last time I was there had a lot of the Remy yeah. merchandise and stuff. But I mean, it's it's a little jagged on the layout to me. But it's still it's has a lot of lot to offer. You know, restaurant, bakery, ice cream shop. You have a around the corner now included in quote unquote France, Remy, a creperie. So I mean, it's jam packed with a lot of stuff, like you said. But its its design is a little confusing to me. But uh, maybe that's just me. So, anyways, uh, I guess we can move on to the next park, which is going to be Disney's Hollywood Studios. So, so this is an interesting one too, because this one's gone. This is the only park that's gone through name changes. Right, and that's and that's another interesting thing. But okay, let's let's start because because originally it was MGM, um, and and that was it, it. It served its purpose, but this is this is a really interesting one. So okay, let's you go go through the list. So actually, um, if I'm not mistaken, this is not the only, and I'm not. This is not the only park that's gone through a name change. Here's another trivia bit. 
So Magic Kingdom used to be the Magic Kingdom. Did you know that? And not from 94 to 2017, it was the Magic Kingdom, and yeah. now it's just Magic Kingdom. That, so, it was, okay, that, and that's... Uh, uh, yeah, I got yeah. you. I got you there. But that is true. <laughs> well, they Ep- dropped, yeah, they Epcot, dropped the D. Epcot had the periods, too. So you could, yeah. you could say, like, <laughs> it's Epcot with the periods, Epcot without the periods. It's still, it's still Epcot. You know, I know, I do, but whatever. it's funny, though, that they dropped the... Magic Kingdom. Well, what, when MGM dropped, people refused to, to not to call it. MGM, oh, I know. Yeah, call it MGM it was, for the longest time. Even now, people. It was still a huge do. thing. So I actually know um, somebody named Linda who, who still calls it MGM. So there, there is. Yeah, uh, it, it is true that that's that's why it was it was big. That the name change was big. So let's talk about opening day <laughs> at Hollywood Studios. You had the great movie ride and Studio Backlot tour. None of neither of those are with us anymore. Rest in peace, that's great it. movie ride. Uh, but that was it. Yeah, that's all you had. I know it was. It wasn't a lot. It wasn't. It opened up a little bit too early. Um, it did. You know, th- other things popped up before the end of the year, but it was. It was. But again, there was tons. So, and first of all, the the backlot tour ride took you. I, yeah. I mean, it might have been a couple hours. It was. It was right. really long. You went in. There was a. There was an amazing show at the beginning. There was a like a special effects show for the right. longest time. I would love to done and that. And that was that was really really cool. And there yeah. was three sections to that. Then you got through that and you got in a tram car and you, and you drove around and you drove around through um, all the different studios, all the yeah. different offices. Um, then you went down these streets where they had all the houses from different, different television shows and movies and stuff. That you actually were on the stage of all these different shows. You saw all these different things. It was a long, long tour. And they, yeah. even, they even got a break. That's how long of a tour it was. You were sitting on this tram the whole way. Um, then you also went to the Disaster Canyon, where you where you took the tram through, and then the, and then the the fires would start, and the water would gush down, and it was th- buildings would topple over, and it was an earthquake. It was so cool. Um, that was a great, great, great tour. I I I miss that. And and then what happened is it went downhill. They would take away something. They first they took away the yeah. all the houses and because the, they didn't they didn't shoot film in, film anymore around here. Then they started taking it apart. And eventually it was nothing. It wasn't even good anymore. And yeah. I'm sad about that. It, it right. was it was a great part of it, but I think maybe once the MGM part went away, yeah, um, you know, it, it went away in the park, and that that was a big hit on the park. Yeah, I agree, and that's very similar to the Universal Studios Hollywood backlot tour. Um, they go through scenes and water gushes out and fire and different stuff like that. So I, I'm I'm sad that Florida doesn't have that anymore, and I'm sad I never got to experience it. So, uh, but then. Talk about attractions that we still have today. So next to open up, not very long after, was the Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular. That opened in August the 25th, 1989, um, which was a little after the park opened. Then you had Star Tours that came in December of that same year. And then, really, you had Honey, I Shrunk the the Kids movie set adventure. But then after that, you have Muppet Vision. So the three attractions that we still have today, Indiana Jones, Star Tours, and Muppet Vision 3D. That's the three that are still with us today. Um, Star Tours, that was one of a kind. That was a huge deal, I think. Star it Wars. It was very different then too, you know. though. It was very different. That's but right. that's, that's kind true. of going over a couple of overhauls. But um, yeah. you know, it, at the time, oh my goodness, it was right. It was yeah, beyond. It it's, was a beyond amazing. Yeah, right. There was nothing like that. Um, but yeah, so stunt show, backlot tour. I mean, that kind of gave. But also, you know, Evan, the, the, the streetmosphere people were all over uh, the place yeah. then. Yeah. All over. You couldn't go yeah. any place. And 
And also, um, the Brown Derby at that point was a show of its own too. You would go in the Brown Derby, and there was characters all in there. I mean, not right. not Disney characters, yeah. And then that dwindled down year by year. Then there was like one or two, and every once in a while, you have one or two in there now. But I mean, it's it's nothing like it used to be. It used to be there used to be fifteen of them in there all over the place. You could barely get your dinner going because people come over and bother you all the time. And it was good though. It was so <laughs> right, much fun. good bother. Yeah, it was fun. And and that was that was part of the whole thing. So you were. You know, that's like my grandmother. She um, she loved that kind of stuff because that's that was her park. As much as she loved the other thing, that was her park because it was the movie, that movie um, experience and and that whole lifestyle that in like in Hollywood and, yeah. and it was really yeah. cool. So they did for what they wanted it to be at that time. Right, it was that thing. But then you know, the, the what happens is people come back and they review it and they say, hey, there's not enough rides. You know, that's exactly exactly what they said to Epcot at first. That these yep. people who don't know anything any better say, "Go, well, come on, you need more rides. What are you talking about? You need rides." Because right. it's yeah, it's an amusement park, right? I mean, but it is, but it's not. It was it was of a different kind of different breed, and so I'm glad that the Imagineers have kept that storytelling narrative and made this not just an amusement park like all the others, and tried to still give rides, but also give stories, and that's that's what's the beauty of it. But uh, another little tidbit of information. Um, this may make you feel old, Brian, but how ironic is it? So my birthday is November the 21st, 1991, the day after I was born, probably my least favorite thing. Opened yeah. The beauty on and the beast, your favorite. Yeah. Uh, the beauty and the beast live. There you go. <laughs> opened the day after I was born. So <laughs> yeah, imagine that. you did it, but it's your, it's your least favorite. Yeah, that's so, I that's feel hilarious. like all the actors are still there. But you know what? And that's another thing too. When at the, when the Beauty and the Beast live started, there was a pre-show. Uh, it was like a barbershop quartet that was worth admission. Um, it was tremendous. And I don't know again. And I don't know why they got rid of it unless it was upstaging the show. And a lot of times people would come yeah. just to see the pre-show and leave. No, no joke. It was that good, Evan, and you would you would have you would have been shocked if you never had an opportunity to hear them. Uh, um, they were amazing, and then eventually they got rid of them. And again, I don't know if it was because they were they were actually better than the regular show. I don't know that. Yeah, I don't know either. But good old Beating the Beast. So Hollywood Studios, I like what it's become. You know, there was a while there, and we've talked about this before, Brian. Where I guess when I first started going to Disney, like 2015. Uh, you didn't. You still had Osborne Lights. You had Great Movie Ride. You didn't have Toy Story Land. You didn't have um, Star Wars: Galaxy's Edge. So the park was in the, okay. Then after Osborne closed, so you had Osborne closed. You had no Star Wars, no Toy, no Toy Story Land. Hollywood Studios was a very felt like a half day park. You know, it, it was very small. A lot of people didn't go during that time just because of that in-between phase. So I, I always, like that though. See, I did too. That's what I was going to say. I felt like it was much we went to the more draw, We went to the drawing class a couple of times. We went to, um, you know, oh, and uh, when they used to have, um, oh, what, what, so the drawing class was, it was amazing. They had, um, well, I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now. Sounds dangerous. They had, oh, some of these things were, were really, really cool. And Playhouse Disney at that time was, was was really really good but they had all these great shows in the very in the middle of the of the park then they brought the big hat in and they took away a lot of that area that area there but that's the kind of stuff that there, there was there was very unique things going on all the time there yeah 
that are not there now. And that's right. the kind of stuff that I wished it was still there. Yeah. And when I went in first time in like 2015, it was, you know, like I said, I've seen the Osborne lights, but then maybe it was 2016. I, I didn't do the research to see exactly when it closed, but it was, it was just such a weird time. You could feel something in the air. Like when Osborne was closing, we knew Toy Story Land was coming. We knew Galaxy's Edge was coming. There was just a lot on like in the air of what's going to be coming along. And it just felt different. It felt quaint. It felt like a small park. It and, and I love it today. I love Hollywood Studios today. There's plenty to do at Hollywood Studios. I think it's a great park. Uh, we we are actually are going to go next this coming time. We're going to go. I've not been to Hollywood Studios in a good while. So I like the feel of the park. I like the atmosphere of the park. I miss Great Movie Ride. That's really the only thing that I wish was different. But Otherwise, I wish I they had the both. Park. I wish they had both. You know, that, that's another thing. I too. like Mickey Minis too. Yes, but I yeah. do. I wish they could have had both, but they can't. Okay. So here's one thing I do miss. I, I yeah. miss, and, and I know my family misses it because we used to go to the American Idol Adventure because oh, yeah. that was so cool because people in the park, just normal people from, you know, from, I'm not going to make, I'm not making fun of anybody from North Dakota or South Dakota, but people, right. people are just visiting from North Dakota or South Dakota. They go up, they start singing, and Somebody from Nevada goes up and starts singing it, and they all challenge each other. Yeah, and yeah, they had, yeah. and there was talented people. I know um, one of my nieces actually went up there, and, and she did it. I, there are, there were talented, talented people. And then you'd go to the park, and then you'd see these people standing in line with you going yeah. on rides. You're like, hey, you just sang. You were really good. And we would go, and I'm, no kidding, Evan, we would go a couple times a day because we'd go once or twice. Then they would have the finals around dinner time, like right after uh, dinner. So we would we would plan our dinner. That's how much we liked it. Oh, that's we would cool. plan our dinner w- w- enough time so we could get to the final final one. Because uh, at the final, then they have all the all the winners during the day. They would they would pair off. It was a lot of fun, and they actually and they they gave them by winning. They got the ticket to go standing line stand in line for the next American Idol. So they were really trying. Huh. Uh, it was it was something that you know for Disney. For them, that was great because basically they didn't have to. They didn't, there was no script. They just got yeah. people off the street to go up there and perform and have everybody watch it. Yeah. And then you, everybody would vote and everything. Uh, it was it was a great thing. Yeah. How many other how many other attractions that we have nowadays that you would want to go three times a day and get right. a different experience? It was it was very unique, and I was very very surprised that they. I know the American Idol is not as popular as it used to be. But that ride, that, that attraction was always packed, always packed. Yeah, absolutely. And I would have loved that. I, you know, I love singing. I, I was one of those that, man, watched American Idol from its inception years and years, voting, calling in, then it went into the app. And so I, I watched American Idol for a long time. I would have loved to have seen that. And I, like you said, that's something very cool where it's a concept they're trying with like Guardians of the Galaxy, how they have six different songs you could get to change your Yes. kind of experience on the ride. I mean, they do this with other attractions, giving you a, a little bit of a different experience, like, you know, Tower of Terror, you're, there's so many program different drops you can do, so it's a little bit different each time. Um, they want to give, and I like that. I wish they would do more of that, you know, to make guests want to come back. Um, I think that's a great thing, and we don't see that a lot. So, yeah, so, okay. So that's good. So now, Hollywood Studios, I think, I have to tell you, it, it has in my rating of the park, it has gone up and down like a heartbeat. You know, it, yeah, it, it, there has been times truth. where I thought it was it was amazing, and then I said, "Oh wow, I wouldn't even I don't even know if I would pay." Like there was a time that I I don't even know if it was worth a full price of admission, 
And now, and now it's now it's back being a you know a, an amazing place to go see some crazy stuff that don't exist anywhere else. And and I love that about it. So it's done. It's had a rebirth, but it's had a positive rebirth. So I'm interested. Okay, let's let's talk about Animal Kingdom and and at the end, let's let's maybe rank the parks as it is of now, time of recording in fourth quarter, 2022. You know, we'll just okay. kind of yeah, we'll we, did, we did that so before. Let's talk that's about good. That's good. Okay, let's go to Animal Kingdom. All right, so. Animal Kingdom opened up in 1998, so obviously the newest park. But you know, some stuff was there, some stuff was not there. So we we've got, of course, a lot of uh, show or either exhibit type things were at Animal Kingdom. But as far as the rides go or a, or show attraction, you have Dinosaur, you have Kilimanjaro Safaris, and you have It's Tough to Be a Bug. As far as shows or attractions go, am I missing anything, Brian? No, that's basically it. Right there, those are the big, there was, you know, there was, okay, so you're talking about your attractions, the safari is one, yeah, everything else was, everything else, well. Well, you got the train, though. The train, well, the, the Wildlife Express train to, to Conservation Station, that was all, right. like, Rafiki's Planet Watch was Conservation Station, that, that whole, all those were together, there was, yes. you would go up there and there was three things to do, but you had to take the train, but that, you know, that train is, it, it's a short train ride. Right, yeah, and I've still not done the train, Brian. You still haven't done that, huh? No, I still okay. have not done the train. But yeah, so you have a lot of like, you know, Festival of the Lion King was an attraction that was there. Um, some of these on this list, like the Boneyard's still there, of course. Place oh, of Wonder. Yeah. It's, it, tough. It, yeah. It's, it's there, but now it's, you know, different iterations and stuff. And then you have like the Oasis exhibits, stuff like that still around. Then you didn't get anything else. Like the next big ride to come along was in 1999. So the next year was Kali River Rapids. They have like the Discovery Island Trails, Majahara Jungle Trek, that kind of stuff. So it was very much a. But you know it was what they had. Like a, you know what they had though. So first of all, the Pocahontas and and her forest friends was really really cool. I that was an amazing thing. I, I don't again another one. I don't know. There was no reason to get rid of it. It was it was Pocahontas. There was the the um. I don't know the names of the squirrel and the, and the raccoon yeah, from, right. from the, from, from that. They were there with her and they would be out there hanging out and they would play games with the kids and they would dance. They had a dance party. And I have some great pictures of my kids with them. That was, it was just a really good interaction. Um, she told stories. It was a lot of fun and it was very calm. It was a nice, calm area. And Camp Mickey mini was this really cool trail. And you would go through this trail and in, there was all different locations along the way, and each each location had a different character dressed up in a safari outfit, and you got to so you got to spend your time with all the characters. This was one of the few. This was one of the very first character trail areas where there was like a lot of characters, but yeah. but all all like spread out enough so there weren't crowds. And it was very interesting because you would go walk through, and, you, and they they would rotate who was in each area, so you didn't know who you were going to get come up to. Again, for a parent, it was great because. Yeah. You got to take the pictures with all these characters. There wasn't these crazy crowds. Um, that whole area I loved. And that wasn't far from where Pocahontas was. They were fairly in the same area. So those were things I, I always would go. because, and, and lots of times you'd go and no one would be there. Right. It was just because people would go like, ah, I'm going I'm going here. and Or I'm just going to go on the safari. Because at that time, too, the line for the safari was just ungodly. It was so bad. Right. And because it was the only really big thing that they had there. Now, yeah, dinosaur it, was dinosaur was big, but a lot of people didn't like it because the first thing, the first incantation of the incantation of dinosaur was super scary compared to today. Yeah, there were some, there were some, 
dinosaurs that would make people cry, like kids cry. Right. They ended ended up having to tame it up. Yeah. So they so parents wouldn't go, right? And and they wouldn't go as much. And and uh, everything else was basically going to see animals, which everybody then everybody would say, "What? This is a zoo. There's no rides. What are you talking about?" Right. And they didn't understand the concept. Yeah. So that's what that's the whole thing. So but so the safaris, the line. It was just that's what you would try to shoot for all the time. I, I want to go on the safaris. It was it was crazy. It was it wasn't worth it sometimes to stay in that yeah. line, even though as good as the safari was, the line was horrible. Well, you know, you have um, this concept, I guess, by Joe Rody and the Imagineers to make this park that is. I mean, it's not a zoo. They don't want it to be really like anything else. They want you to be transported to these different climates and and landscapes and see these animals that really belong in these these places and to to take you to these areas to africa to asia uh, to these different spots to really kind of put you there so it was very much if you look at the opening attractions list and what was there it was very much like a showcase a a almost a museum of wildlife in a way it was a, a very much you know you go here and see this go there and see that it's more of a showcase viewing park with just a couple attractions rides, but it was meant to transport guests. And I think that's, that's like when Epcot opened to the same thing as like Epcot with all the countries and they didn't have much else. You have animal kingdom with a lot of wildlife and the areas, climates and landscapes and all that different stuff was just both of those parks were meant by Imagineers to transport you to those places, whether it be the countries or uh, the you know safari or whatever it is and then like you said brian people got ill because rides aren't there and that wasn't even the purpose and then they started having to make all the parks appealing to to thrill seekers as well while also trying to keep the stories in line right because you know because you know flights of wonder is again it's still great they had the, they added characters to it but but flights of wonder from day one has been an amazing thing yeah. that they had to prepare way before they opened up to make sure all those birds, you know, work the way they're supposed to do and, and, and were trained properly. It's still there. It's still great. It's definitely a, a hidden gem in animal kingdom, but, but I have to, but I also have to tell you that that would, the biggest thing I, I do remember, because we went like the first week, like, like Epcot, I was there in within the first two weeks, but with this one, I was. It might have been the fourth day. I did wasn't there opening day, but I think I was there like the fourth day after it opened. But oh yeah, it was. The everybody complained. Their complaint was, "Oh, not enough rides." And hey, you know something? There's no parade. Why is there no parade? I don't understand why there's no parade. And and that <laughs> so you know they they ended up you know in the next what two years, they got extra rides. They have they had um, more animals. They had um, more shows, and they had a parade, and. It, it was funny because did you really need a parade? And, and, no, and the thing is, right. another thing about that park, and you, and you could see they didn't plan on there being parades. There aren't really, there isn't really a good path for a parade. Right. And you have, if you ever notice that, cause like, you're always wondering like, wow, this is a tough place to have a parade. There's not a lot of giant floats because there are some, but there's just not enough room. And I don't think they ever thought they would have to put a parade there. Right. But that's with people trying to translate Magic Kingdom into all these other parks. Like, you don't have to have a parade in Animal, Animal Kingdom. They don't have one today. So, like, that's not something you have to have or something that the Imagineers yep. thought you should have needed. Um, but then, you know, people spoke, right? And they try to listen because when <laughs> where people are, they spend money. So, 
uh, that's that's kind of how it goes. But Brian, I'm curious to talk about as we kind of start wrapping the show up, the ranking of our parks. And I lied earlier. I, I thought about this. It's not really fourth quarter. It's really third quarter. But in 2022, as it stands now of recording, you know, how do these how do the four parks rank on our scales? Because before I even go into it, mine have changed. And as you know, I've only been on the Disney scene for five or six years, and my ranking has changed a lot just in five or six years because a lot has happened at all four parks in five or six years. And it's affected me emotionally or experientially a lot different and has caused these to shift around. So um, I think it's very interesting to look at this. And I think for a lot of people, the ranking of the four parks changes often, you know? Yeah, it does. And so here's, here's, I'll give you mine really quick. And, and, and then I know we, the show is going a little bit long today, but let's um, let's say this. I, here, here I go. I'm going to tell you right now. My Epcot, Hollywood Studios, um, Magic Kingdom, and Animal Kingdom. That's my. <laughs> but I I would say I could actually switch Animal Kingdom back because of because of uh, Everest, and I might I, I might actually do that. But I I know Tron's coming, and um, I I really feel. I do give Animal Kingdom some some credit though because it's got it's got two of the best rides so actually you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna take that back it's gonna be epcot hollywood studios animal kingdom and then magic kingdom there you go what's yours okay so mine matches your your yours before you just swapped it so mine is epcot hollywood studios magic kingdom and animal kingdom that's my ranking and however though two to three years ago it was and i'm trying to think about it really quick it was animal kingdom was my favorite park two or three years ago. There was just something about it. It appealed to me, I guess, at that phase of life or whatever. Animal Kingdom was my favorite. And I would say that Magic Kingdom was second, Hollywood Studios, and Epcot was my last. So my first and my last parks totally swapped places. And I don't know why, just because I became a deeper Disney fan and just the nostalgia or the feeling or as I matured and just grew more myself, you know, in the past several years has caused these to shift a little bit to me. So it's been very interesting. In Animal Kingdom, I still like the park. Don't get me wrong. And what's weird about Animal Kingdom is I don't ever seek to go there. It's not like, okay, this time we're going to Florida. We we have to go to Animal Kingdom. We just got to go. But every time I do go, I love it every time. So it's just weird to me. It's just kind of um, how things have shifted. But yeah, it's it's interesting. Well, I, I have to tell you, I've pretty much been an Epcot fan for the last, I don't know, 15, 18 years. Hollywood Studio has gone up and down. It was my second for a while, and when it dropped to last, and now it's back up to second. Yeah. Animal Kingdom has gone back and forth. Magic Kingdom, I love Magic Kingdom. Don't get me wrong, but I, I, I'm just, I think maybe because Disneyland... I, I really like the I like Disneyland a lot better than Magic Kingdom, and I get I get people gonna start throwing things at me, but probably not that kind of that kind of adds to it. But second of all, Magic Kingdom's been going through a lot of construction in the last fourteen fifteen years, and I think once yeah. Tron's in there, oh, I think a lot's gonna change there. So we'll see that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Brian, great great show. Had a great time. I'm glad to kind of take a look into the past and look at these nostalgic attractions. So I appreciate that. But where can you find us? So I know you're listening to us probably on Apple Podcasts, but we're also on Spotify. So if you're subscribed to Spotify, take a listen to us there. Along with your favorite music, you can listen to us on, gosh, we're on Google Podcasts, Amazon. We're on Stitcher. We're on Podbean. 
We are anywhere you want to listen to podcasts, you can find us there. So tell your friends that maybe don't have iPhones or other you know devices to find us. Listen to us in those spots. Get them on board. Get them as a part of the community. Then lead them over to our Facebook group, and that would be A Spoonful of Podcast, Spoonie Nation. Uh, we've been talking a lot in there this week about different current events. So we all, we're, someone is posting something about something <laughs> all the time. Uh, so just jump on in on the conversation about current events or post what you like. Maybe why don't you go to the group and Spoonie, tell us what your favorite parks are as you know the time that this episode posts. Because that would be interesting for us to kind of look at that and see where we match Post some up. pictures. I'm gonna Yes. We 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 if you we're very generous in giving giving prizes to people who do a good job. So go on there. You know, come on yeah. guys, make yourself known. Yeah, maybe we'll give you something. So um of course Instagram, Twitter as well. You can email us info at a spoonful of podcast dot com. So without further ado, as always, broadcasting from the backside of water. Until next time, we'll see you then. Take care everybody. Thank you for listening to A Spoonful of Podcast. You can find show notes, ways to follow us on social media, and all episodes on a aspoonfulofpodcast.com. Now that you've experienced the magic, it's time for the most dangerous part of our podcast, the return to civilization. Spoonful of Podcast, yes we do. Spoonful of Podcast, we love you. Spoonful of Podcast, it's true. Podcast, we love you. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. <laughs>